welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Reboot Season 2, Episode 5, Skull Plus Electromagnet. Is it all pluses, or is it supposed to be no, read as and? I'm, I don't know. It's pluses on IMDb. I'm going by IMDb. The original air date for this episode was October 27th, 2017. We should all be watching Stranger Things instead. They'll remind <laughs> us in the course of this episode. Um, this was directed by Elizabeth Allen Rosenbaum, who previously directed Hole Puncher last season. Um, also directed the feature film Aquamarine. And it was written by Lindsay Allen. Um, her name was not on the IMDb page, so we had to wait for it to come up, and I realized that there's like 20 producers yeah. and associate producers and executive producers on this show. Um, but she previously wrote uh, Corkscrew, Scissors, and Flashlight last season. I think Corkscrew was the introduction of Murdoch, and if I'm not mistaken, Flashlight was the crossover with Y50. Mm. So why don't we describe this episode in brief? This is our Halloween episode, so it is just days before Halloween when an airplane, a military airplane, has crashed in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. And the team has been tasked with recovering the plane, which isn't normally their their kind of thing, but one of the uh, soldiers on board is the son of the vice president. Right. So Wheeler. Is, Byron Wheeler. So this has a sense of urgency, and they need special forces. But they only sent in four people to retrieve the vice president's son. One of which who makes masks. <laughs> and one of which is a hacker who shouldn't be on site. Um, also worth noting that we've learned from the cold opens of this season that crashing a plane will result in zero fatalities. Yeah. Because probably the same plane now has crashed twice mm-hmm. in a cold open to an episode, and neither time... Did it kill anyone? At least we got to see the wreckage this time. Yeah, that's true. Instead of just saying, well, I'm so glad we got out of that plane crash. Man, I forget how we survived that plane crash. Thank God anyway. for the such and such device. Yeah. So, yeah, so, we, we, yeah we immediately opened with the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, the, the this plane is flying through a storm in the Bermuda Triangle, and uh, we're pushing in on a prisoner who's handcuffed to a chair mm-hmm. in the middle of the back of the plane in the cargo area. Yeah, it's kind of like... Uh, I guess like like Philip Seymour Hoffman in uh, uh, Mission Impossible Three. Sure. Yeah. Where they got him like just secured or just by himself. Yeah. Or like no... the beginning of the Mummy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's, that's the beginning. That's like twenty minutes into the movie. I know. It's too long. But uh, but she's already making her w- uh, escape. She's uh, you mentioned uh, Piedra. Yeah. There's definitely she... hints of the assassin. Because uh, she's pulling out a piece of metal that's wedged up in her arm. Uh, John Malkovich also did this trick in uh, Con Air. Con Air, I was gonna say. So was it? Like, was it? Did we mention this on the podcast that I, I thought Con Air should have been called Flight Risk? Oh no. Or maybe but, they uh, changed the title. I don't know. Con Air's catchier. Yeah. Plus, they say it in the movie, and whenever you say the title of the movie I in the like, movie, I feel like it was originally called Flight Risk, and they said Con Air so many times in the movie, they were like, "Why don't we just call it that?" Then I always get confused with the line of like hair dryers. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I feel like Con Air is not the ideal title for it. But, you know, it's a good movie regardless. So uh, this woman, this female prisoner, escapes. Uh, well, escapes her binds. Uh, grabs a gun, starts shooting people. Now, they find the crew alive, but she must have shot some of them unless they were all wearing vests. Yeah. But, like, because she's throwing these guys around pretty hard. Uh, and I guess a, a bullet flies through the front of the plane because uh, the pilot starts saying that they're going down, and he brings the pr- plane into a dive. Right. And that's our opening. That's our. This is our cold open. Uh, from here, we go to MacGyver's house, where they're decorating for Halloween. Why they're decorating the interior of the house? Because it's like, okay, they're going to have... Because there like, is no exterior. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, oh, no, but it's also... They're expecting a lot of trick or treaters, even though we've seen that this house is like snug up, in, up the, in the hills. In the like, although that's where the kids, you know, you commute up there, you get like the full size candy bars. Yeah, you, it's worth your trip. Yeah, because for some reason he lives in like a multi million dollar neighborhood. Yeah, he lives up in Griffith Park, and he there's just there's just no way that yeah. kids are going up there. But uh, Bozer the, the comes. The whole up. team is at the house. Yeah, decorating. the whole the whole team uh, minus minus Maddie. Uh, Bozer comes in with a giant spider, and they scare him with a skeleton from the ceiling, 
that's wearing the infamous now uh, George Washington mask that Murdoch has used. Which Mark Hunt just posted it on our Facebook page. Um, <laughs> has eyes, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize before, but the implication there being that you could not possibly see out of this mask if you're yeah. wearing it. It also looks strangely like it's comped in that... Uh, like the skin tones and everything like that on it really have a bizarre quality to them. It, it, it it's because it's like a photo real mask. Yeah. So it has like real skin tone on it. It's not just like a solid gradient of peach yeah. skin color. It's like got actual like dimples Patterns and like yeah. imperfections of the skin and stuff like that. Uh, so it's it's pretty frightening in that respect. Just it just looks like someone peels someone's face off and specifically just like, George Washington's. Face. Yeah, George Washington's face. When in reality he was killed by blood letters. In the 1800s. That's how he died, you know. Letters covered in blood? Yes, blood letters. <laughs> like a Halloween he font. He was writing so many letters with his own blood. He was killed by a Halloween font He had to the write 1800s. all these thank you notes, and no, he was bleeding exactly. out really bad. No, he had a lot of blood brothers. <laughs> no, he, um, he got sick, and he went to a doctor, and the doctor's like, oh, you're going to have to let some blood. And they kept doing that until they had let, like... A significant percentage and of his blood, he's and dead. we killed the first president. Wasn't president anymore, right? But he was—he's still to this day the first president. Oh, technically not. Well, I'm sure there were presidents of other things. He's not even the first president of the United States. Who's the first president of the United States? What's your trivia here? Hold on, hold on. Jefferson Davis. Oh, we know who you voted for. John Hanson. John Hanson. Yeah. I'm not talking about presidents of the Hanson fan club. That legally changed their name. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Uh, yeah, John Hansen became the first president of the United States because uh, when Congress first assembled, uh, so many people have theorized, argued that John Hansen is the first president because. Uh, so you count yourself among many people then. Yeah, exactly. I, I count myself among the opposition to that. Because uh, this was during the under the Articles of Confederation. Uh, where there is no executive branch, so technically there is no executive branch to become the president. Okay, but well, he was... I follow Abraham Norton then, Joshua Abraham Norton, the Emperor of the United States. Yeah, but but he was the basically the guy in charge. Yeah, like there there were the other branches, and they needed someone in in, in control, and so that was him. And when was that? How far in advance of George Washington's reign? Uh, let's see. Oh, these drop-down menus don't disappear when you bring your mouse off them, so that's really... Thanks a lot, constitutionfacts.com. Let's see. 1781. 1781, okay. I thought Washington was president pretty soon after that. I saw this adorable vine. 89. 89, so seven years later. So he had a full two terms, Mr. Hansen did. Mm-hmm. Now, was that before or after he was president that Umbop was released? Do you remember? <laughs> anyway. Look him up, people. John Hansen. John Hansen. He used to host uh, Talk Soup, I think, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. That's John Hansen, I think. Well, I thought that was uh, the guy who made all the Muppets. We're getting yeah. off topic. Let's refocus. This house is not scary, <laughs> uh, but the Washington mask is. Yeah, uh, they, they built a completely hydraulic skeleton mm-hmm. that they're able to control with syringes and plungers. and But it's uh, doesn't Bozer have a robot that he can automatically they, they, move? They've got a full robot that's intelligent. Yeah. But I do like the um, those homemade kits for uh, hydraulic arms and things like that that you can make with cardboard and just like syringes with uh, just... Just water. I haven't actually seen these kits, but oh, I'll no, have to look really into neat. it. It teaches like you know basic engineering. Yeah. So uh, Jack tells a story to the group about one Halloween where he stole a dead body from a morgue and, and propped play- it up on the porch to scare kids away. Um, and so everyone was arguing the the merits of whether or not the, what kind of that crime was a felony <laughs> felony versus misdemeanor. I think it is a felony. Grave robbery. Grave robbery? Is that the term? Unless you want to clean it up and you call it Plan 9. <laughs> well, because, you know, if he, if they steal a body from a morgue, is that grave robbering? Robbering? <laughs> robbering? I, did he it's say really he stole it from folks. the morgue? Yeah, he, stole, he said he stole it from the morgue. 
It's not a grave. It's, it's just theft. It's, it's not a grave noun. It's grave adjective. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very serious thing it's to do. very serious. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Here's how we figured this out. We steal a body and then report ourselves and see what mm -hmm. they charge us with. GTA. Grand we could Google it too, but uh, yeah, no, let's not do that. Grand Theft Autopsy. Anyway, we're we we've we're I don't know five minutes into this episode and we still haven't seen the writer's name, so I'm like panicking trying to read yeah. all these credits every time they come up. Now we move into Maddie's office because mm -hmm. she. Oh, actually, we skipped the uh, MacGyver's phone goes off and it screams. Yeah, and scares and everybody scares because everybody. he set his ringtone to a horrifying shriek. A horrifying shriek that comes from off off screen. Right. I had a scream as my my phone sound for a while but it was the Wilhelm scream. Mm. Not not like a terrified woman. No. That would just make you they would give you cause to pause and go Yeah. Oh god, is someone hurt? Give my neighbors a reason to call the police. Oh my god, did I ever tell you the story that um Oh I yes, I think so. I woke up in the middle of the night to a girl screaming. To a little girl screaming outside my window just screaming constantly. I was like, oh my God. And I got up to the window to see if I could see where it was coming from. And it was coming from next door. And then the little girl started going, Ripley. And I was like, damn it, Newt. <laughs> You're just watching aliens. Yeah, my neighbor was watching aliens really loudly. Um, but the scream woke me from my sleep. And that's like, it's harsh. Is Blomkamp's aliens dead? Yeah, it's dead. Because it's still on his IMDb page. I, I don't think it's going anywhere. Which is any features like on the horizon. No. Not that people are scrambling for Elysium 2 or Chappie anything. I like Chappie okay, but Elysium was not not great. I felt like Chappie didn't really explore a lot of stuff that wasn't already covered by Short Circuit 2. Mm. So. Except the bank robbery. Had, had the car thefts, though. Yeah. I don't know. It was very similar. Uh, he joins a gang. He does join a gang. Los Locos. Or Lobos. I think it's Locos. Is Lobos? Los Locos kick your butt. Los Locos kick your face. Yeah. So Maddie calls them in. It's mission time. Uh, she tells them about the plane crash. The big reveal that uh, this is the vice president's son is one of the soldiers on board. We see a manifest of the seven or eight military personnel on board. Well, yeah. Eight. And then eight, plus eight, the prisoner. Yeah, yeah. It was a Hollywood Squares setup right. of, uh, and like, who's center square? Yeah, we got because Alice we got, in the middle. <laughs> we got a maid. We got the maid. <laughs> the maid beat everybody up. Um, but uh, down in the bottom left corner, I was reading all the last names as well as I could on the screen. It was, I couldn't like zoom in and enhance, but I, I at least saw what I think was a Toberman in there, which could be a reference to Earthquake Toberman from mm. the spoilers. But um, the rest of them seemed like pretty generic yeah. last names, Wheeler and Jones. And Sorry, I only got the 720 version. I didn't get the full 1080. God, you just We could have read all those time. names. So the plane went down, and MacGyver has a theory that the pilot forced the plane into a dive to build up speed uh, in order to get it to be able to glide farther. Which it turns out is a completely incorrect theory because what actually happened is they were crashing because a bullet went through the windshield. Yeah, and uh, also, I guess, they were attempting to land the plane on an island or series of islands, as we see in the extended shot. One of which seems to be named Goat Island. Yes. Which we discussed is potentially a reference to Goat Island from the Pirates episode in Season 2 of the original series. Yeah. Also, in that full shot of the entire island that we saw... Not a single tree. <laughs> not a single tree or runway. Yeah. Because uh, the Phoenix... Or building... Yeah, the Phoenix Foundation takes the private jet, which, okay, the private jet won't need a full landing strip, but that military, well, of course, the military plane crashed. Right. But uh, the private jet landed somewhere, and it didn't There's land on that island. There's nothing that they were aiming for, and supposedly this island was supposed to be, a, like, a U.S. naval base, which there is a goat island that's a U.S. naval base, but it's off the coast of Rhode right. Island. So, assuming that's not this. And to further the lore, they talk about uh, how everyone on this island vanished right. uh, at the end of World War Two. Right, just to like, set the Halloween scene of yeah. the episode. So they fly in. Uh, we have some moments where Mac and Jack are trying to figure out what Sam uh, is afraid of. and so Because somehow they've determined that she has a fear of something. Mm -hmm. And that they're all they have to do is figure out what it is and they can use it to manipulate her. Yeah. 
Uh, but neither of them are able to get anything. So we immediately kind of like just cut to them on the island. Right. Like they're walking around the island. Mac, Jack, and Cage are kind of like Jack and Cage are definitely tact- tactical. How did they get to the island? They took the, the Phoenix jet. So how did the Phoenix jet land? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. there was no runway on that wide shot of the island. They didn't just maybe they jumped out of it because we don't um, deal with the pilots at all. That's true, but they talk about getting back to the plane because that's the the, oh, okay. the villain says that's her whole plan is she's going to escape on their plane. Their pl- the plane should have been their home base for this whole. Exactly. There's no reason. Or it should have f- been a seaplane where like it would have been a little bit awkward the coast, for them yeah. to be in. But no, it it landed somewhere. It. it I I don't know. It could have vertical takeoff capability. Yeah. It it, it could there, be that kind of private some jet. Some Area 51 style, like 50 yeah. years off jet. I mean, you know, it's just like a modified Harrier. Yeah. Or uh, it's just got Chinook props that just pop up out yeah, of the top of it. Yeah, they just pop out Chitty Chitty Bang Bang style. <laughs> uh, <laughs> digging those uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang reference. That's perfect. Uh, so, but Jack and Cage are definitely dressed ready to go like tactical gear clips mac okay he's maybe a little less tactical but he at least looks like he's ready for some action riley and bozer just look like they're on like a hike like Bo- bozer's carrying a satchel what what, what, is it, what are you carrying bozer what, a what, bunch of masks what do you what possible use are you going to be contact lenses. in this episode no. uh so he's really but he just become. So he just yeah, got to come. Yeah, he is. He's become Riley's assistant, at yeah. least for this episode. Uh, so they're looking around and they find the airplane wreckage of the military craft, but there are no bodies. Right. Uh, they find they find evidence that they they had a secured prisoner and they don't know what that's about. This little m- moment is kind of reminiscent of the Golden Triangle from. Uh, the original series, I think the second episode of the original series. Yeah. I mean, this we're in a different triangle, not the golden one anymore, but uh, the wreckage of a plane on an island in the middle of nowhere with mm-hmm. this jungle. And yeah. And then he was looking for some kind of a radio or transmitter so black box or something like he, that. that he, he was looking for uh, some toxic... Was it a toxic thing? Yeah, it was, it was like a capsule that had this material that would kill anything in like a 100-mile okay. radius. Uh, yeah, ever been to Burma? Exactly. So while MacGyver and Cage are inside the plane looking around, MacGyver inadvertently sets off a booby trap of wires and airplane fuel. I honestly feel like I wouldn't have even fallen for that. Like, it looks like he's being really clumsy when he's yeah, lifting stuff and just in the front of the plane. Yeah, just these wires just fall and spark and create a flame. But they all dive out of a really badly comped yeah. airplane exit, and then... It's basically just Mac and Cage that were left in the plane anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so as they're running away, MacGyver picks up a door that's just on the ground and mm-hmm. uses it to cover them. But then the explosion that happens from the plane looks like it comes directly out at them, yeah. which would have just ripped that door out of his hands and or burned it, them on the yeah, other side it, of the it door. Looked, it looked like it swept the ground pretty close. Uh, but they survive it. Unscathed. Uh, unscathed. Uh, they realize that the plane had been booby-trapped. So Bozer comes up with the idea, well, since this plane exploded and it's on fire and there's a smoke signal, we should set up base here because the rest of the crew will probably see it and know someone's here and come and try to... Well, that was his second thought. His first thought was that we could use it as like a homing device or like some way for like as a signal to to recognize where we are. And mm-hmm. it's like, why don't we go back to our plane that has yeah. radio capability and probably a power source. Instead of leaving it unguarded. Except for the pilot who, again, we yeah, never see. Nameless, defenseless pilot. I, I really hope that they just one day, the big reveal is that the robot has been flying the plane Oh the my time. god, yes. Like Please. Every, every time he's like, he, he's the one who's been flying us around? Oh my god, I so hope that's true. Uh, nearby they find an abandoned radar station. And they find signs that bodies had been dragged in that direction. So uh, they decide to check it out. Bozer and Riley stay behind to set up camp and set up some equipment to make contact with the mainland. Right. So they're able to communicate with – well, the well, plan is to be able yeah, to communicate they're... with Maddie and with the team. Uh, at the radar station in the like control tower, which I'm assuming is the control tower well, for the first, runway. let's mention that when they get to this fence that it's oh yeah, just a fence in front of a green screen mm-hmm. and it doesn't match very well with the background.
ground. Like, none of it's getting color corrected against the yeah. fence. There's no reason that the fence shouldn't have been part of the green screen. Right. Like, just have that be the plate also. You don't have to show these characters interacting with the fence. Just have someone walk towards it and then have the fence be open in the next I shot. I mean, there are so many airfields around here that you could shoot. Well, they're in Atlanta. Oh, that's true. I keep forgetting But either that. way, there's probably airfields in yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, there's probably airfields in Atlanta. Old ones. Uh, so, yeah, they, they walk towards the, the green screen, and they, they go up into the control tower. Again, I'm assuming this is the control tower for the runway, which would be close to the runway, which means right. the plane would be nearby. Uh, but it's totally abandoned, so it kind of it reminded me of the... Um, what what nationality is the the other team in uh, the thing? The, uh, uh, Norwegian. They, Norwegian, okay. This is Norg on the plane. Right. I uh, never saw the uh, the thing prequel. The thing prequel. I mean, it's pretty much it's the Rogue One of of the thing. I right. mean, it's just like, oh look, we're gonna set up all these things. Remember, remember seeing this part from this time. <laughs> It's like, oh, I guess this character died here. Right where we okay. see his body later. Spoiler alert. It leaves people alive. <laughs> and you go, what? Wait, multiple people? Yeah, multiple people. Not just the one guy? And, and you go, wait, are they dead? We just didn't see what happened to them. Yeah. That's um, weird. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating. I'll have movie. to check it out. Do a double feature to judge it properly. Yeah. Uh... God, that the thing is just so great. It really is. John Carpenter and Kurt Russell should just do nothing but work together on everything. Yeah. Throw even, Michael, throw Michael as, Keaton in there, and you got yourself oh, Michael warrior. Keaton oh. in that batch. Wow, that would be amazing. Michael Keaton and Kurt Russell ever work together? Not that I can think of. Yeah, I can't think of anything. They would be great, though. So, as you said, there were there were signs that uh, someone had been in the tower. Uh, it looked like they had tried to hand crank and get a radio working because right. it gives a, a shock to Jack because it's not properly grounded. And he's all superstitious. He thinks yeah, that everything he's, is... he's suddenly a ghost hunter. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why, like, his character is supposed to be a pretty well-educated military man. Yeah. And yet he still thinks that the Bermuda Triangle is a thing mm-hmm. and that clearly just getting sparks from it could have even just been like static in the air because there's a storm and so it's, yeah. there's a lot of and and he acts like oh my god the spirits are trying to send us a message and it's mm-hmm. like when did you become a voodoo priestess what happened we won't get to the voodoo priestess yet not until the last series. season uh so aka uh, this season yeah <laughs> <laughs> sooner than you think uh so uh, they start getting some transmissions on one of the, on the radio since someone had, had taken the time to power it up, and they realize that it's actually Wheeler, the soldier they're looking for. He's separated from the rest of his team. He's in a dark room. He doesn't know where he is. Cold ground. Yeah. Stone or concrete. So uh, MacGyver makes a, a directional kind of antenna so that as they're listening to his transmission, they're just having him talk. It um, becomes clearer or... Yeah. Or muffled based on the direction that he's pointing it. Yeah, he has one side of the antenna shielded and the other other side exposed. It's like a dowsing rod. Mm -hmm. So as they are making their way through the compound, they come to the source of the transmission, or the source of a transmission, which is a pair of walkie-talkies strapped together. Right. Uh... MacGyver did this in one episode. Thief of Budapest. Is that the one where you had the... The little girl taped the two walkie-talkies face-to-face and then tied them to a balloon and sent them up into the air so that the broadcast would... Right, but I remember another time where MacGyver had a phone off the hook at a... He had had two phones at a phone bank and he'd called in somehow. I don't remember that. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. I remember someone did that, like... Like the, they if said, this oh, sounds the like po- something MacGyver did, yeah. please write in. But anyway, uh, so that's what's going on here. This is a classic, like, oh, oh, they just use this as a signal repeater to, to lure us over here. Da, 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 da. That's the music that's playing in Thief of Budapest. Okay. 
And then uh, Jack totally falls for it because he literally falls yeah. through a hole. He goes to pick up the walkie-talkies, and it looks like he's just about to, like, smack them or throw them in frustration when it's yeah. like, wait, 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 no, one of those is still receiving a signal from the guy. Mm-hmm. We can, we, we we can, can start this process over again. But he falls through because it was just a blanket on the floor, and he and he drops uh, just onto on his back. Onto his back. But he also grabs, uh, in his flailing fall, he grabs MacGyver's antenna, which then sabotages the remainder right. of the plan to continue to track the And there's the no way signal. he could rebuild this thing because no. it took him seconds to build it earlier. MacGyver can't just whip up another antenna. So, MacGyver, meanwhile... am I going to die now? <laughs> Walker told me I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I still need that lever. <laughs> uh, so Jack is okay, but he's now, but apparently he's trapped in a room. I guess there's no exit. Yeah, the, this he's, is, this he's in the, a workout room that just doesn't have any doors. Yeah. The, the theory is that you'll work out enough that you can jump out of this hole. Mm-hmm. So Mac goes off to make. Uh, something, because he just kind of goes goes and grabs some supplies. Cage stays with Jack for a little while until Jack finds a all the equipment se- he needs. Secret passageway hidden behind a map. Yeah, this was like it was like very uh, Shawshank Redemption. Right, fuzzy he, like, bridges. Yeah, first first he like puts his knife through and then sees that this hole goes through. I I don't know what they were trying to do with this. Um, so Jack then disappears. Meanwhile, Riley and Bozer are outside talking about uh, how the killer might come and get them out of the woods. But Riley's able to establish communication with Maddie. Who starts her, the conversation with, oh, it's about time you guys got a hold of me. Which is, mm. I think, the same thing she said when they made a radio out of a snowmobile a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a couple other times this season. So, Maddie is... Uh, they basically set up what's going on they've lost communication with the ground team they found evidence of a prisoner and maddie's going to go find out who this prisoner is and she goes to a man named bill kearns uh who I, we've not seen before no nope. uh but seemed like doesn't play a huge part in this episode either yeah but apparently it's someone maddie knows who she has leverage over yeah and who is someone who has enough information because she knows what he did in mexico city yeah uh just he, reminded me of the beginning of specter yeah but he has information and he says or she says something along the lines of you know would the vice president want to know about this and he says it's above him and it's above you it's like wait so this where are you in this hierarchy yeah are you above the vice president maybe this is the president we don't know yeah exactly (laughs) she just busted into the president's house she's in the white house right now yeah uh, so she threatens him to get information on this guy. I was talking to Jess about it. Like, what do you think the first meeting is that when you, when you become president? And the first thing they probably do is introduce you to the actual president. Yeah. Who's been president for like 38 years. Well, yeah, it's, just, it's just like this 104-year-old man in a chair. <laughs> hey, like Grandpa. Old... They give him a hammer. He just starts <laughs> smashing you in the head into a bucket. That doesn't make sense. Happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw, right? Right. Yeah. Well, we saw that for the first time within this get last her, year. Get her, Grandpa. <laughs> Weird movie. Awesome. Gotta miss you, Toby Hooper. Yeah, R.I.P. So MacGyver is looking for supplies up in the tower when the telephone rings in the tower. Yeah. And he's obviously very cautious because he's never seen a telephone before. Right. This is the first <laughs> time he's dealt with a phone with a cord. Uh. There's a voice on the other end of the phone saying, the killer's in the house. But it's just Bozer. Because exactly. apparently... <laughs> it's just me, Bozer. But seriously, the killer is in the building. Yeah, the killer's in there. You better look out. <laughs> uh, Bozer and Riley apparently had found the phone lines. Right. And They I, just dug them up. Yeah. Like, Bozer was just wandering around kicking dirt, and he's like, hey, you think this is the uh, transatlantic cable? Yeah. Should I just cut it open and splice into it? Well, Riley does say that they found the lines that used to run there. However, um, they're not anywhere near the water. Yeah. This wouldn't just be run through the jungle. Well, also, how would she know what line connected to the tower? Where? How does she know where MacGyver is? Did she? Was she just systematically checking every? They've phone? called every extension <laughs> at the same time. 
and only one got answered. Mm-hmm. It's like the end of Lawnmower Man. <laughs> <laughs> All the phones are ringing. Everybody's going to get that reference. Uh, so they give him the information that the uh, CIA was after an former operative who turned traitor and that is the person that they had as a prisoner on this plane harper hayes so not pietro like i was expecting yeah however she is an expert in hand-to-hand combat lock she's a killer uh (laughs) yeah uh there's an amazing uh dossier on her yeah uh in which they forgot to comp um a a police lineup lineup background so it looks like she's like Standing in front of numbers indicating her like prisoner number, but there's just a blue wall behind her because yeah. they took a picture up against a, a blue screen and didn't replace it. And they have these like glamour shots of her like doing different action poses. Yeah. Uh, but uh, because like why would they have photos of her breaking into things? Yeah, because like, she's in really full bad at broad it. daylight. <laughs> because there was a guy that was like. You want to stop her? No, no, no. Just take some pictures for a we're, file. We're here to take pictures. We're not There's here nothing to actually in that building. It's actually just the building of the production. They took those pictures after they shot the oh, episode. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's exactly what's happening here. Uh, but the big thing is, the reason she's so strong and indestructible is that she has tons of metal implanted into her body. Right. Uh, she's like Wolverine. So that she can take damage and deal it back. Uh Cage is now left alone as Jack has left and Mac is gone. Uh, and she just starts wandering around and does like some kind of like ditzy horror movie thing where I'm going to look at this photo and turn my back to, to the darkness. Yeah. Uh, and that's when she's pounced upon by Harper Hayes. Who just presumably drags her out of this yeah. room. But we cut away. Harper Hayes is also like weirdly dirty yeah she's like covered in mud like she had to crawl out of the wreckage of the plane yeah i guess there was a storm going when it crashed that's true but, but she just seems like dirtier than she should be for someone yeah. who was inside the plane when it landed she's like horror dirty yeah that's Not horror h-o-r-r-o-r <laughs> yeah in case any of you were horrifically offended just now <laughs> she's not saying that she's as dirty as a whore <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> because that would be insensitive. Yes. To horrors. Horror. <laughs> One who horrors. Yes. W h o r e r. Scary. There's a whole genre of film about that. It's called pornography. Well, what, I, what I meant by the line was that the the dirt seems so like. Like it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah, we were it, just referencing. It is like a Leatherface. Like family, like weirdly just made up to be dirty. Yeah. It wasn't like a natural looking dirty. Yeah. That's what I meant. I got it. She's a dirty whore. <laughs> so MacGyver uh, returns and finds Jack when he's looking for Cage. And he has managed to build a thermal imager. Um, Using a really old television. And a can of cream corn. Right. Can't forget that can of cream corn. This is exactly what Philo Farnsworth had in mind. (laughs) Um, But my favorite thing about it is that they're just sweeping room by room and checking every room as they go. And then they go, oh, let's check. Oh, look, there's someone in this room. It's like, yeah, the room you haven't checked yet? Why don't you check it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and they go in there, and they... There's uh, a giant hydraulic chamber. Yeah. Or and hyperbolic. Hi- hyperbaric. Hyperbaric, that's right. Yeah. Because I made the joke that this is where the hyper people sleep. Yeah, the hyperbaric. And the hyperbarics. And inside is Cage. She's tied right, to the, right up to the glass window of this chamber, and someone has welded a water pipe to it, uh, and it is slowly filling. Uh, why there's still running water in this building. Um, nobody can say for certain. Nobody can say for certain. There's no electricity, but there's still running water. Yeah, it could be a artesian well. And it's a very small island <laughs> to have running non-salt water. Uh, so MacGyver has to break the glass, but Jack intervenes and says, hey, look, this is a classic tactic. She's trying to slow us down and distract us while 
we're spending all our time trying to help her while she gets away. Right. So Jack says, let's split up. Let's split up. Finally, like it, we can do more damage that way. It's his decision to split up, even though he's been against it this whole time. Right. So Riley and Bozer are tracking, uh, Harper Hayes's heat signature. And they said, you know, Jack's not far. So Jack goes into pursuit. MacGyver makes like a bolt pistol out of some springs and some metal. Yeah, it looks like the um, that that cattle thing from uh, No Country. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very similar. It's a cattle bolt. Uh, and he, we also though like get Cage, where she's panicking heavily because I thought she was claustrophobic. Right. But it turns out that she was scared because she's a scared. She's a scared of water. <laughs> she's a scared of water. <laughs> Scared. I'm a scared of water. Uh, yes, she's a a hardened secret agent with a fear of water, specifically drowning. She it, it has all the tactical experience you could need for any number of secret services, but she can't swim. Yeah. Really? I don't think so. I don't think so. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> anyway, instead of turning off the water, running into this hyperbaric yeah. chamber. Like he said, someone spot welded it. Well. Why don't you spot kick it unweld off. it or just kick it? Kick it apart so that it's not pouring water in there and drowning yeah. it. Or just turn the spigot off. Yeah. See I mean, where it's connected to the sink in the corner? <laughs> just, just turn, turn that it off. off. It'll stop filling with water. Give you time to sort this out. Instead of pointing a piston bolt into right her, in her face. face. He's like, I need you to stand back because this could shatter your skull in addition to the window. And she's like, okay, hold on. Let me position my face right in the yeah. middle of this window. And I'm going to put this right dead center of the window. Yes, that is the weakest point, but I should – you can angle it. He, he specifically angles it towards her face. Yeah. Um, but he punches it out, and it goes like five inches through yeah. the glass, and all the water starts pouring out of the window. And then presumably he's like untying her through the opening. Yeah, yeah, and then she gets herself out. Meanwhile, Jack has now caught up with – Harper Hayes. Does this chamber not open from the outside? How does she close it? Um, it did close. Uh, it clo- opens and closes, but the lock she had jammed was some kind of like okay. uh, plastic oh, right, that right, had right. dried. That's right. Uh, so we're, I assume that she got Cage got out through the window once once she was untied. I guess it was potentially big enough. I mean, you could fit this girl through a doggy door. Yeah. Uh, Jack has uh, caught up with Hayes. Jumps, jump tackles her, but it's not her. It's actually Wheeler, uh, who is telling Jack real quick, she's tracking you. She's using me as a distraction. Why were you running away from him? Why did you tackle me? (laughs) Why was Wheeler running? Was was he told, like, if you keep running or I'll kill you? What what was used to motivate Wheeler to run? I think he was just trying to kill himself. (laughs) He was going to jump jump off off this cliff. cliff. Oh, your watch agrees. Yeah. I think that's correct. <laughs> just Circle gets up. the square. <laughs> Second Hollywood <laughs> squares reference we've made today. Not enough. Uh, so Wheeler warns him that she's behind him, but it's too late. Jack gets shot and falls off a cliff. But doesn't because he climbs up the cliff like 100 feet away, apparently. <laughs> and then also has enough time to run down a hill into another building. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Riley and Bozer uh, came across another heat signature that was nearby them, and when they followed it, they found the rest of the crew alive. That she, she just left them all tied up yeah. in the same place in some section of the jungle. Yeah. She even, overpowered all of these men. Yeah, even though she shot some of them, some of them should be dead. Also, when they're all huddled together and alive, none of them were trying to free each other? No, why would you? Like, you know, it's like, you you know, work my cuffs or like find something sharp do something uh but yeah they all just stayed there instead uh this the scene at the cliff reminded me of um the scene at the cliff from unfinished business with deborah that clip show yeah and then we move right into what looks like another deborah episode Mm -hmm. uh the uh negotiator where we're inside this room with like this jeep parked in the middle of the room and she's wandering around while Jack is hiding behind stacks of things. Like in barrels specifically, too. Yeah, which is what MacGyver was doing to try and get away from um, his ex-girlfriend when, after he'd been like flash-blinded by an explosion. Right. 
And he became aware that she was out to kill him. Right. Uh, so Jack tries to get away, uh, but the door is locked. And even though Jack is a physically strong man... He can't open an exit door. He can't open a door. Also, he can't break open a, like, a door that has been weather-beaten and, and wood that's 60 years old. He probably could have... Also, this door has exit written on it in like red and white like it's an emergency exit. Yeah. Pretty sure you can't lock those from the outside. Yeah. From the inside, I mean. No, from if from the outside, I'm assuming if it's locked from the inside, he could just unlock it. No, but well, I mean, no, it can be locked from the outside. Then you're locking people into a building. No, no, no. It, it you can't open it from the outside, is what I mean. Okay. But you I'm can open the, it. The lock that you use to lock it is on the outside. Yes. That makes no sense. I agree. Yeah, because it seems to be an emergency exit. Correct. But either way, he tries to open it, and then she levels her handgun at him and says. Yeah. Well, it's time for me to shoot you in the face. Yeah, except uh, all of a sudden her gun flies out of her hand, and then all of a sudden she goes into like uh, stigmata mode. Yeah, she uh, she looks kind of bizarrely like um, you know that scene in the X Men movie when Wolverine is like yeah, on a train yeah. and he's floating in the air with his arms out to yeah, the sides, yeah. and suddenly he's being like manipulated for some reason. But that makes sense because Magneto can manipulate magnetic fields. Just turning on a magnet. Wouldn't make someone do that. Also, was the Jeep the magnet? Um, I imagined that the copper wire was the magnet, but she flew towards the Jeep. And she stuck to the Jeep. And she stuck to the Jeep. Also, her eyes rolled back in her head. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that would happen uh, either. I, she, was, she was digging it, I guess. Yeah. Um, she was like, oh, nobody's ever pulled on the plate in my head before. <laughs> but either way, this woman floats up into the air. And then flies back. And then flies sideways and slams into a Jeep. Yeah. She, and, like, she, wraps around it. Yeah, she's first levitated in place by this magnet, which would imply that the magnet's above Directly her. Directly above her. Um, which I thought was where it was going to go. Yeah. But then she flies backwards. Like, suddenly you just see one of those junkyard magnets float over the yeah. middle of the room. Also, they, they mention that she's got titanium. Yeah, she's got titanium, titanium in her shoulder, which is part of what's supposed to be pulling yeah, her along. Yeah, titanium's not mag that magnetic. So just it's, a reminder now, titanium is not magnetic and it doesn't conduct electricity. Yeah. It doesn't do those things well. Well enough to be like, it's like, oh, yeah, it can be influenced by a magnetic field, but not, I mean. Also, uh, I believe that uh, adamantium is magnetic and does conduct electricity. Yeah. So you're saying that this is Less believable than a fictional X-Men movie. Okay. Yes. Yes, she's X-23. Who's getting her own movie now. Same actress, I think. Yeah, I hope I'm so, because she was great. Yeah. Well, she, great is a strong word. She didn't say anything, but... Well, her screams were epic, and her brow furrowing. So, uh, Jack gets down on his knees, and... Start thanking the Bermuda Triangle for saving yeah, him. Yeah, but then, uh, of course, MacGyver comes out and reveals... He's, like, genuflecting. Yeah, but... but yeah, he he does the sign of the cross, but then he realizes, oh crap, I'm in the Bermuda Triangle. So then he only does like the three triangle parts. Yeah. How do you know that that was the one? Maybe the it's the other triangle. Yeah. You can you make never, you, you can know. make four different triangles. Don't from, risk from. it. Uh, so Hayes is subdued and arrested again, uh, and uh, we get the nice little button on that. And then yeah, outside she's just like, I'll get you gadget, and they throw yeah. her in a car. And yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happens. Uh, so we cut now to MacGyver's haunted house a couple days later, and it's a haunted Wizard of Oz Yeah. in which Jack is the tin man wielding an axe, as he does. Swinging an axe at children who they invited into their home without their parents. Uh, Riley is Dorothy. And, uh, Have we learned nothing from the Manson massacres? You know, just let people walk into a random house. Yeah. Un unaccompanied. Yeah, there were no adults. Yeah. Uh, Cage is the scarecrow is the least scariest of them because she just looks like she's like she looks like Sally from uh, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. So she just like oh she's still pretty very pretty. Um, uh, and then uh, Bozer is the cowardly lion. Uh, and MacGyver, the only person who's actually doing an impression of their character yeah, of because their, he's got a Burt Lar going on. Uh, and MacGyver is presumably the wizard, although we never see... Like, he's got a green tie and kind of like yeah. a dress, dressy hat. 
Um, so they scare those kids off, and then uh, they get another doorbell ring, and they think, oh, it's another child. But it's Maddie Weber. Yeah. Uh, Not in costume. Yeah. And then uh, Bozer li- screams in her face. Yeah. I did like the line of Jack with her, the banter of, like, I thought you were going to be in costume. She says, I am. Damn. And he I'm, said, where are you? You're your worst nightmare. And he goes, well, in that case, you're looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, once again, enhancing the sexual tension between uh, Jack and Maddie Weber. Right. Um, and this is literally the end of the episode in which they do get another kid, and Bozer gets scrambly and goofy and then hides behind a single piece of fabric, like, over his face. And that's where yeah. we cut to black. And then you we just like, hear kids talking. Say, trick or treat. Yeah. Uh, and then that's that was the end of the episode. Yeah. It... It didn't need this button. It, no. it, it As far I as... I mean, I think it was just like, uh, we want to dress the characters up as something. It's a Halloween episode. But it's too much to front load it with, so it belongs in the denouement. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what Act 5s are for, cutting for time. Yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted this episode to be great, because the synopsis was an airplane with the president, vice president's son crashes in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. And I was like... Yes, this is how you MacGyver. This yeah. is the president has been kidnapped by ninjas. Are you a bad Are enough, you bad dude, enough dude, dude to <laughs> save him? Are you a bad enough dude to rescue the president? <laughs> but um, instead, it's like the, the subtitle literally just needed dot 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 technically at yeah. the end to more accurately describe. It. It's like yes, it did go down in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, as menacing as they made Harper Hayes, we she's never really she's spooky. never really in it. Like, we see the booby traps that she sets up, and she has one kind of fight in the beginning, and then she shoots Jack, but really that's all that happens. She barely gets to show off that she's a superhero before. Yeah. Jack should have had a fist fight with her and tried to punch her and go, ow! Like, you know? Uh, You get, like, a metal clink sound. Yeah, yeah, like Jaws. Like, she should have been more like Jaws. Like, not the shark, but, like, you know, Richard Keel... Uh, you know, I would have liked to have a giant great white just lifted up into the sky and then thrown against the jeep. Uh, that's what it should have been like. It, yeah. sh- it should have a c- had a have a scene. Is Richard Keel still around? Um, or did he keel think... over? <laughs> I, I think he's still around. Think... No, actually, no. Maybe he did die recently. I remember I saw him out there when they were doing the writer's strike. I don't know why I'm looking up on my phone. I've got a <laughs> laptop sitting in front of me, but I've already, already done it. Died 2014. Oh, that's too bad. He was a cool guy. I liked his cameo at the end of the first Inspector Gadget live-action movie. At the very end, like, Dr. Claw or Mr. Mm. Claw is, like, teaching a class on how to be a supervillain. Mm. And then they cut to the reverse angle, and it's all these famous villains are in the classroom. Yeah. And was Jaws he in, is one of was the Was he in, like, the Jaws suspenders? Yeah, he's got and... the silver teeth and everything. Nice. It's good stuff. Uh, I, uh, obviously, like, you know, Richard Keel, like, I don't know why we're talking about Richard Keel now, but I, I'm going to keep talking about it because... Because uh, of Jaws jokes. Jaws jokes, but also, uh, you know, his... Um, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the uh, Twilight Zone... Um, Which one was he in? To Serve Man. Oh, really? Yeah. The original one? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, that, that, that's like where he plays like one of the uh, the aliens in that. That makes sense. I always felt like he would make a great Kodos. <laughs> oh, from The Simpsons? <laughs> Didn't they do a To Serve Man joke on one of the Treehouse of Horrors? Oh, that's true. That's true. They did. <laughs> yeah. There he is. Oh, wow. That's funny. I never realized that was him. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> <laughs> because they do some kind of a joke of like the two serve man. And yeah, there's but, more and but, more but words. they keep blowing more dirt, dirt yeah. dust off of it. That's when James Earl Jones was in every Treehouse of Horror every year, in some fashion. They yeah, I, they worked him in. I think they already did. They already do the Treehouse of Horror for this year, or is it on Sunday? Uh, might be this Sunday. Um, but I saw a a clip from it where they do like a whole Coraline other mother thing with yeah. Marge with buttons for eyes. It looks yeah. pretty awesome. So that's this Halloween episode. Yeah, that's it for this it, one. It wasn't, I mean, you know, MacGyver Halloween episodes were always like, for us anyway, they were really great. Yeah. You know, you got, uh, you know, the knights. Him and, him and Penny trapped in a haunted house. Yeah. But it turns out it was like 
<laughs> like a retarded guy in the basement and the yeah. like this crazy old bootlegger and her skeleton under the gazebo. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was pretty. Sc- yeah, it's a fun, fun yeah. energy. And and the the Halloween nights or the Halloween nights is amazing. Yeah, that's a great episode. But I feel like they're kind of gearing up toward that because they're because last week Murdoch like finally started recruiting people for Hit. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll get that whole that whole connection together and we'll start syncing up some villains. You know what'd be great? Well, you is, know because they're setting up this woman Harper Hayes to be. I would love that. I would love for yeah. them to do like an Avenger style, like all the villains from all these previous episodes are teaming up and yeah. now you have to deal with them yeah because i think that that was i think that is the purpose of harper hayes i think that her purpose was to be to give a, a new female villain because right. the only one that we've had so far was nikki and she's so right gone. now we have murdoch harper hayes and the substitute the substitute teacher <laughs> the fader i'm a fader i make people fade what does that mean you kill them yeah but i yeah. the body's good you never find oh. them. I don't. I don't leave clues. I'm not the bone collector. Oh really? How do we catch you? <laughs> I just admitted everything. Oh, you're right. Oh crap! Oh. I'm not very good at this. No one's Sorry. ever asked me before. Sorry, I'm super faded right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about it for this one. Yeah. yeah. If you guys have any thoughts you want to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at facebook.com slash phoenixfoundationpodcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're covering Reboot Season 2, Episode 6, Jet Engine Plus Pickup Truck. So, enjoy that. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.